A group of friends' leisurely Mexican holiday takes a turn for the worse when they, along with a fellow tourist, embark on a remote archaeological dig in the jungle where something evil lives among the ruins. Welcome to Law and Horror. I'm your host, Jeanette, and in a horror movie, I would survive by hiding until I'm forgotten. And I'm your other host, Julie. In a horror movie, I would die investigating the strange sound. Did I ever tell you the story about how when we went stargazing, I like tripped and like rolled my ankle in a hole? Yes. Yeah. So I have new respect for the bitches who run through the woods when the killer's chasing them because apparently I can't walk from a picnic bench to the car (laughs) and then the other one I did I don't know if I told you about I was in the garage and I went to go in get in on the passenger side and I this is like a week later I tripped over like a Swiffer mop and I went flying and like my shoe ended up under the car and Aaron was like what the hell where'd you go and I'm like sprawled a bunch of bunch of tools and cement bags and I was just like what happened? Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, yeah. My knees are like, it's, the scab's mostly gone now, but it was, it was pretty wrecked. So. Oof. Yeah, I, luckily I just, both of, both of these falls are way worse than what I was referring to. Rude wrecks. Oh, Rex um, was like, I would have, I would have saved your mom. <laughs> when we were going back down the fucking mountain on Saturday, there was a whole bunch of snow and I just slipped in the snow and fell on my butt. Yep. So That's I was fine. Fun. Wet butt. Yeah. Yay. Well, it was kind of okay. Like my my pants, my hiking pants were did pretty well. Except I thought anorak jackets were waterproof. Uh-huh. And they're not. Oh no. So we got a little rained on and my hair got wet. Not your hair. Not my hair. And I have blow dried it. Oh. <gasps> you had such pretty hiking hair in that Snapchat picture. I yeah, it didn't look like that when we were done. Damn. But I bet you look skinnier and that's what matters. <laughs> Right? That's what I kept telling everybody because we were all complaining. Like, none of us were emotionally prepared for this hike. Like, we thought it was going to be much easier than it was. Uh-huh. So we were all fucking bitching. And I was like, I better be so skinny tomorrow. <laughs> After I drink all this beer and eat this pizza. No, she's <laughs> Yeah, right? Well, we ended up ordering, like, um, like pub food. Like, we ordered, oh. like, carryout from this, like, brewery. So Yum. we had, like, fish and chips and, like, hummus oh, and, like, a whole bunch of shit like that. so good. But, well, and we planned poorly. On an eight-mile hike, you really need to eat food. Uh-huh. Like, halfway through the hike and, like, refuel a little bit. And we didn't bring any food with us. Um, I... I didn't bring any water, which is like my own fuck up. Like I, but I just, I thought that it was going to be more like a long walk right. based on like what people had told me. Oh my gosh. So basically you were like the kiddos in the ruins. I was not unlike the kiddos in the ruins. <laughs> I wasn't wearing flip flops. I was okay. wearing tennis yes. shoes. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. What the fuck? <laughs> And we had bear spray, but we weren't attacked by any bears. So. Oh my god! How do you, you what? You it's like bear mace. Yeah, it's literally bear mace. But like, doesn't that mean you have to be close enough to use it? Oh yeah, it's definitely a panic thing. Like you don't want you're not gonna like mace a bear that's thirty feet from you. Oh it's my definitely like it's god. definitely like a bl- this black bear is going to eat me. Oh my god! At that point, I'm just I'm just opting out. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you gotta you gotta fight the black bears because unlike 
brown bears, black bears will eat you. <gasps> and they don't kill you and then eat you. They just pin you down and start eating you. <laughs> New fear. New fear. <laughs> New fear. Oh, my God. So you got to fight the black bears. <laughs> That's the law from this story. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. All right. Let's dive right in. So... Do you want to introduce the movie that uh, we picked for this week? We are doing The Ruins. It came out in 2008. It's based off of a novel by Scott B. Smith, and he also wrote the screenplay. It's directed by Carter Smith. I don't know if they're related. No, I don't think so. <laughs> no? Okay, just a weird coincidence. Yeah. Smith is super common last name. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. it stars Sean Ashmore, Jenna Malone, who you might recognize from The Hunger Games, Jonathan Tucker, and Laura Ramsey. Woohoo! Okay, so if you're already familiar with this film, go ahead and skip forward about one minute and 30 seconds. I'm going to give you the summary. Two young American couples are on vacation in Mexico when they meet Matthias, a German tourist looking for his brother. They all decide to check out an archaeological dig in a remote Mayan ruin. When they arrive, they are confronted by native villagers who become increasingly agitated. They shoot and kill one of their companions, causing the rest of the group to flee up the steps of the ruin. There, they find Matthias' lost brother dead and hear a cell phone ringing coming from a dark shaft. Matthias begins to climb down, but the rope breaks. He falls and breaks his back. Another woman, Stacy, cuts her knee, helping. They get everyone back up and the next morning find vines have eaten Matthias's legs down to the bone and crept into the wound on Stacy's leg. They realize the cell phone is actually being made by the vines, which is predatory. They amputate Matthias's legs because we're worried about infection. And later, Okay, we're going to fight about this later. Go okay, ahead. <laughs> okay, and he is later killed by the vines. Uh, the vines inside Stacy spread to the rest of her body. When she attempts to cut them out, she kills her boyfriend and injures Jeff. They kill Stacy as an act of mercy. To escape, Jeff sacrifices himself for his girlfriend Amy by pretending she is dead and distracting the Mayans guarding the temple. He is killed while Amy makes a run for it through the jungle. She makes it to the jeep and drives away. Vines are visible beneath her skin. Unfortunately, the film ends with Dimitri's friends coming to look for him and arriving at the temple. Okay, so what did you give out of five vines? Um, what did you give this movie? Okay, I want to start by saying that I just read the book, as I anybody who listens to the other episodes of the podcast have heard. Um, the book is a five out of five vines. I give this movie a one out of five. Whoa, fuck! <laughs> I'm such a bitch. I was debating it all day, and I was finally like, nope, I can't give it more than one. <laughs> Damn, all right, I, I like it. After I get some distance, I'll probably change my mind and be a little bit more generous, but right now, that's my that's my gut score. Okay, no, I like it, I like it. Um, and I'm really excited to hear about the book, too, because I've heard nothing but good things, but I don't think I have the cojones to read it. I mean, I feel like if you can watch this movie, you can read the book. Okay. 
Yeah. What's Maybe. your score? Um, okay. So I gave it um, a two out of five vines. And I was debating about going a little higher because at first I was like, this is a good, like, gory film for, for some parts. Um, with, like, I really, of course, love the twist of an interesting, uh, carnivorous, semi-sentient vine and teens being put in a situation that they didn't really, like, deserve-ish. Um, but by the... <laughs> ish but by the end of the film i i can't explain it maybe it was the mood i was in i was filled with so much disgust at the characters for these like sexist plot lines and stuff that i was i was done yeah yeah and i remember really liking this movie it's one of mine that like i try to show people who are sort of new to horror and this is your intro to horror movie it's one of them one of them it's like oh man you want to watch the ruins and they're like, what's that? And I'm like, I'll show you. You're like, I'm going to traumatize you. <laughs> oh, you don't like horror? You don't like gore? Why don't we watch The Ruins? That'd be like if people if people were like, I don't enjoy horror movies. And you're like, shall we watch The Descent? <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you claustrophobic? Shall we watch The Descent? <laughs> That's why I don't have very many friends who keep watching horror. <laughs> this, is, this is why you don't have friends. <laughs> this is why I don't have friends. Damn it, I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> This is what I yell at my my big dog Rex because he barks in other dogs' faces. Like he'll wag his tail, but he'll bark directly into their faces, and the other dogs are like, "Oh, whoa, oh, rude!" And then they'll walk away. And I'm like, "This is why you don't have friends, Rex. You can't scream in your friends' faces." I love it. Oh, that's exactly. Me and Rex will be friends. Rex, will you be my friend? <laughs> he will. He's, like, He's no, very generous. No. <laughs> I don't like the horror. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's the other thing about this movie. Neither of my dogs would cuddle with me during this movie. Oh, this It's one... like they were personally offended by this garbage. <laughs> I still was kind of like, I had to unwind. I had to watch uh, about like two or three episodes of Big Bang Theory just to like shake my brain a little loose from it. it was just like, oh, that's such a stupid show, too. <laughs> Leave me alone! <laughs> You're making yourself such an easy target tonight. <laughs> Okay, so diving in, I wanted to literally start with the first note I took for the whole movie, which was um, when the this was two couples and uh, they're they meet up with Matthias and he's like, "Hey, how do you guys all know each other?" And they're like, "The guys are um, they they said, oh, like they're best friends, meaning the girls, and we're their boyfriends." <laughs> yep. That was pretty spot on. Like, yeah, that's how it works, isn't it? <laughs> um. Where do you want to start? Do you just want to, like, go down the story or? Yeah, I mean, I guess we can. I was going to start just real quick with, like, two of the things I did notice halfway through the film um, was, like, hey, actually, most of this film takes place in daylight, which was. Oh, like Midsummer. Yeah. Yeah. Which, of course, like, like I am. We are not comparing this to Midsummer because. <laughs> no. Very true. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I think it does take a certain level of talent to make you uncomfortable and not rely on, like, dark jumps. I mean, they do a little bit, but, um, yeah. I thought that was a cool thing you kind of forget sometimes. Um, yeah, that's a really good point. And you, you mentioned the jump scares out of, like, the darkness and stuff. And, yeah, I mean, I guess they do have a couple of kind of jump scares they in this movie. They got me but last for the... night. I'm so embarrassed <laughs> to say. The fucking dog in the back of the truck. And then there was, like, another one. I, just, I was like, <gasps> okay, in the book, that dog was, like, Harley size. 
It was just like a mean tiny dog. <laughs> so when there was like a big dog in the movie, I'm like, okay, that just got this just went from like a two to like a ten. <laughs> um and then the other thing that again it was kind of like a weird like halfway through i think it was because i i do enjoy the build-up to the film and then once they're sort of trapped on the top of the ruin i'm like nah um but i thought they did a really good job of establishing the relationship dynamics between the characters uh very early on they did do a really good job of that. And it's interesting. Um, and I promise I won't, even though I'm going to be tempted, I promise I won't spend the whole podcast being like, this is what happened in the movie and this is what happened in the book. But I want but the, that. <laughs> so you know how the movie starts and they're like hanging out by the pool and they meet Matthias or Matthias and mm-hmm. then they are drinking on the beach and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the book starts the morning after when they're oh. all like waking up hungover and they're like remembering the night before. Okay. Does the book follow one person's point of view or is it like omniscient third? Is that what it's called? It's everybody. Everybody. Okay. Okay. Everybody. Yeah. So it's third person and you jump into everybody's head, Mm -hmm. um, which I really liked. The characters were very multidimensional in the book in a way I don't feel like they came across in the movie. No. But what's interesting in the movie is that they kept huge scenes and huge like plot points were the same in the movie, but they often made them revolve around different characters. So like- in the book, you know how Amy is on the beach and she starts kissing Matthias mm-hmm. and he, like, calls her uh, Stacy over? Mm-hmm. Stacy is the one who's always cheating on her boyfriend. Oh! In the book. And she doesn't kiss Matthias. She kisses, um... So Dimitri's character was named Pablo in the book. Ah, okay. Which is a random... Like, why did you change the character name? But anyway, <laughs> she kisses him. So it's... I don't know. Huh, okay. Just, it, and that happens, like, throughout. Like, um, with when it... Stacy like goes down into the shaft mm-hmm. and she like drops that wasn't Stacy in the book that was Eric but like the same thing happens where he drops and he cuts his knee mm-hmm. and the vine like gets into the wound oh <laughs> I actually forgot the most important change Matthias is not the one who fell in the shaft Pablo was Pablo was not shot outside the ruins in the book oh. they get chased up the ruins or the hill it's just called a hill in the book they get chased up this hill though by the Mayans because Amy steps on the vines when she's taking the photo, uh-huh. which they do in the movie. Uh-huh. And the Mayans were actually, they were very much trying to save them at oh. the beginning of the, well, the book. It's very, it becomes very clear later on in the story mm-hmm. that the Mayans, they're trying to, they're like gesturing to them and they're trying to get them to come to them ah. and like come away from the ruins. Yeah. And they're like, they're, but they can't, they don't speak the same language. Mm-hmm. So that they're, they're trying to like shoo them away from the ruins. Like they're trying to save them. Yeah. And then Amy backs up because she wants to take, she's a photographer. She wants to take a picture of the conflict, mm-hmm. which I completely get. I might've done the same thing. Yeah. And then when she steps in the vines, the Mayans, like they literally like throw their hands hands up like well we too tried. late now we yeah. tried to save you and then they chase them up the hill but like at that point everybody's still alive oh shit yeah so this movie i think that where this movie really loses me is that the book was very drawn out when it comes to tension and storytelling uh-huh. in a good way yeah. like in a way where it just like it, everything happens at it's it's a perfectly paced novel mm-hmm. the pacing is flawless Ooh. and mm-hmm. so like everything happens just when it should and there's no like weird sudden escalations like you like things just very slowly build up 
Whereas in the movie, everything happens very fast. It feels like they were only on the hill for an hour because that's yes. basically how long they were in the movie. And yes. they don't, I don't feel like they do a good job convincing us in the movie that they were up there and that they were really desperate. I 1 million percent agree I with you. I feel like that. I've been talking for two hours. No, no, no. I, I know, trust me, I love hearing the comparison because honestly, I'd rather talk about the better story, which in this case is the book. Um, right. But I, I agree with you. So they would intersplice with these scenes of them having to ration water and some of their food and stuff like that. And it was like, do you guys realize you've been here for two nights, I think, total in this movie? Like, why are you trying to act like this is something drawn out? Like, it just seemed like something they were like, oh, shit, yeah, we're supposed to address this. But they didn't really know what to do. As soon as they get to the top of the shaft, they immediately, excuse me, at top of the ruin, and then they find a shaft and they hear a cell phone. Like, they don't check the rope. And Jeff has decided, like, everybody, we need to be careful with our water. And it was like, okay, you've been up here for, like, three minutes, but all right. And then big, giant uh, German guy hops on this rope. Rope breaks. He falls. Breaks his back. So then what do they do? Okay, we got to send someone else in. Okay, we send her Stacy down. And then, oh, no, the rope doesn't reach all the way to the bottom. Stacy, can you fucking jump? So Stacy jumps. And what happens? She injures herself. And, like, it's just, like, one bad idea after the other. And they just spend the whole rest of the movie. Oh, I want to lower my score right now. They spend the whole rest of the movie just, like, trying to fix the bad idea from before. Yeah, and I mean, the, the rope thing does happen exactly like they portrayed it except it's not Matthias it's Pablo Mm -hmm. and he like and he doesn't what's interesting about the fact that his character was even there was that he didn't speak any English so he was just like this super like light-hearted Greek guy who was like I want to follow you 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 guys have been fun to party with so he just follows them to the ruins and then he hears the cell phone and ties the rope around something he just starts shouting at them in Greek like to lower him down Uh so finally they were like no we no we shouldn't do this and then finally they're just like okay he wants to go yeah And then the rope breaks and he breaks his back. Mm -hmm. And Eric goes down to like check on him because he's screaming in pain. Like Matthias is very calm, but he's screaming in pain. (laughs) So they're like, we have to go down and check on him. And then as Eric is dangling there, they say, Jeff says, because Jeff is so smart in the book. Uh He is so smart and such a survivor. And I don't feel like that came across as clearly in the movie. No. And Jeff says to Eric, we're going to pull you back up and we're going to find a way to make the rope longer. And Eric says, I can't leave him. Do you hear him screaming? I cannot leave him alone in the dark. So Eric drops because of that, because of that compassion to like sit with him. But like, that's the same amount of time that it would take to do stuff that you just, yeah. As opposed to what they do is they decide we have to send one of the girls down because they have to work the crank. And I was like, oh, so we checked the crank. Like we know everything else isn't going to fall fucking apart. And the girls are, like, mm-hmm. petrified. They don't want to go. They're terrified. But, you know, because it's a small space and they're lightweight, we got to send them down. And that doesn't fucking work either. Yeah. Well, it's also because it's, it's a crank. Like, it's not like they are trying to manually pull people up. If so, the argument of you're lighter, it makes more sense to send you, mm-hmm. like, that wins. But yeah. it's a crank. Mm-hmm. Like to that, like the fifty pound difference between those tiny girls and those not super mm-hmm. huge guys, not ripped guys. Yeah, like so, like I feel like fifty pounds is the maximum difference in their weight. Agreed. Like, 
I mean, maybe 60 or 70. Maybe I'm being maybe I'm just being a snotty because I was disappointed <laughs> in the movie. But I just don't feel like that weight difference is going to make a huge difference to the crank. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. And it's just the way that it's just immediately... I, I get that in and both, I'm assuming, the book and the movie, but that Jeff is pre-med, but, like, he doesn't fucking know shit. He's in school. And the way he takes charge, for whatever reason, just pissed me off. Like... I don't feel like you would feel that way in the book. That's what I'm... That's what I'm... Because it's about, a, like is that the book did such a better job like come on movie you worked with the writer right it's literally the same writer yeah and so like I don't and that's why it makes it the little changes like we're gonna have Stacy go down and she's gonna be the one that falls it's like but why though right. like did you are are you wishing that you'd written it differently in the book or I don't understand. Yeah. I'd be so yeah. fascinated to learn the types of conversations that go on when you have like a, a film director talking to the actual book author and trying to convince them of like, okay, well, this is how we're going to adapt it differently. Like, is it because we needed Stacy's knee to get infected so she could spend half the movie in her underwear? Like, we mm. didn't want to see Eric in his underwear? That's like, a really, that's a really good point. <laughs> Which is just like... I get it, but it pisses me off. <laughs> well, in the book, um, the vines are like slowly eating away. Like their spores from the vines are like eating away at their clothes. Ooh. So like Stacy has like a tit out for half the book. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, they could have done that. <laughs> I mean, they still made sure she had it in the beginning of the movie. <laughs> like when yeah. she gets dressed. <laughs> That's true. Um. Oh, man. Yeah, no, I actually, I had a note, because at one point, um, like, the first night that they're spending in that tent together, and I, th- I, I'm not sure what happens, I feel embarrassed to say, but, like, Stacy and Eric kind of, like, weirdly get it on, sort of, not really, it sort of looks like a pity hand job is what's happening. Yeah. And I was yeah. just kind of like, this is not the time for sexy time, and then I was like, but maybe it is because, you know, like whenever you're faced with like mortality and, and things like that, sometimes it leads to that. But it was just, it was so uncomfortable. And so. The way that it was described in the book, because that scene is from Stacy's perspective, is that she just wanted to feel close to him. Oh. Because she was so scared. Well, and especially, okay, I'm totally making psychological judgments. If Stacy's the one who's cheating as opposed to the way they portray it as Amy in the movie like yeah. that would make sense is that Stacy relates physically that's that's her oh that's connection. a really good point Ugh, yeah because you know, I'm in school for my PhD <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um so yeah so obviously I had I had really big problems with just like how badly shit happened in such a short amount of time. Like, by the first night, they are effed so hard. Yeah. And that's really, I think that's really my ultimate problem is the pacing in this movie is so bad. And, mm. I mean, I think that's why they, they decided to kill Pablo at the beginning because they wanted to um, ratchet up the tent. They, they wanted yeah. to make it very clear to us that these people were in danger. Whereas at first when they get chased up the hill, they're just kind of like, well, that was rude. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like they don't they don't know that their lives are in danger yet. Yeah. And even then, even once they, they realize, like, even once Pablo falls down the shaft and they're like, fuck, 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 he's really hurt. Mm-hmm. They're still, I mean, Jeff kind of comes to terms with it very quickly mm-hmm. in a way where he, he he's not as obnoxious in the movie about his knowledge. Mm-hmm. Like, in the book, it's just, he just, I don't know, he just comes to terms with it very quickly where he's like, okay, here's what we got to do. 
but I feel like it takes a while for all the other characters to realize they're in danger, which is very interesting to observe. Mm-hmm. Like Jeff is forcing everybody to ration the water. And at one point, Stace, or not Stacy, excuse me, Amy wakes up in the tent and she's like super thirsty. So she just picks up the water jug and chugs a bunch of water. Because mm. she's like, somebody's going to come rescue us. This is stupid. Jeff is being ridiculous. Like, yeah. yeah. So it's it's interesting how convinced they are in the book that somebody's going to come rescue them compared to the movie where they right. just go into panic. They panic right away. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Very well said. And then I'm trying to think of where we jump in. I mean... Then we have, I do wish there had been a bit more for the temple. So is, is there anything with that in the book? Because, um, I mean, it's called the ruins. So I sort of right. assumed the ruins were going to play into this a little bit. But it kind of no. doesn't at all. It's just sort of- <laughs> If anything, the ruins are more clear in the movie than they are in the book. Oh, fuck! because <laughs> um, <laughs> when the girls go down again because we have to send the ladies um <laughs> they go down and they they are looking for the cell phone and they find out that it's the flowers which oh i just thought that was such a cool little twist like the way the flowers depicted the um what is it called the stamen or the stilia or something it's like the the little prongy pollen things that poke out of a flower bud. Um, oh, those... I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, I like how you thought I was going to know the answer to that. You're like, what, is it the stilia? I'm like, what the fuck did you just call me? <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, but whatever those little thingies are, those like are vibrating together. And that's what creates the sound that's mimicking the cell phone. And I just, ugh, that's why I love aliens so much. I just, I love a good predator and that's a very fascinating evolutionary whether it's realistic or not you know type of type of twist and you know i when the flowers are laughing at them mm-hmm. is very upsetting to me oh my gosh yeah 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 or like <laughs> when they kind of start taking on stacy's voice and echoing it back to her and things like oh, that. Oh, they do that so much in the book <sighs> that I feel like the movie, like, didn't, didn't even take advantage of that skill. How haunting would that be? Oh, it's so... <sighs> and at one point... So you know how um, Matthias is there looking for his brother and his brother um, presumably is dead? They find yeah. his brother's body specifically in the book. Yeah. But the vines, like, talk to him in his brother's voice at one point. Holy shit. Like, in German. Just, like, mimic his brother's voice. And it's very upsetting. See, that would just be, like, the kind of things that just, like, break you down little bit by little bit. Well, and that's what the Vines... The Vines are doing a very... Like, they're doing a psychological torture. Yeah. In addition to just consuming them. And I don't feel like that came across in the movie either. Agreed. But... Okay, so Amy dies in the book. Wait, what? Spoiler alert. Amy dies in the book. Does anybody live? No. Oh, shit! Okay, tell me how Amy dies. Um, she and Jeff get into an argument, and I can't remember what the argument was about. Um, but she like lays down outside, like she won't come into the tent. And Jeff like comes outside at one point, and he sees that she's oh they they got into an argument because um she, she Stacy and Eric had gotten really drunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they just <laughs> they were sitting outside the tent. They're like everything sucks. We're gonna drink this tequila. <laughs> 
And Jeff was, of course, pissed at them because he's like, you're severely dehydrated now. We don't have any water. What yeah. is wrong with you? <laughs> so and she's outside and like he comes outside to check on her and she's vomiting and stuff. And she like starts to like move towards him and say his name. And he just is disgusted with her. So he turns around and walks away. Ooh. But you find out the next day um, that she was actually like saying his name because she was calling to him for help because <gasps> – the vines had like started to grab her and they had like were crawling into her throat and they suffocated her. Oh so they just find her like dead. Like she's actually the first one to die. God. Yeah. And so, and then after that happens, the vines start to um, call to him in oh Amy's voice for God. help. Oh, mm-hmm. that's so much better. I know. How did you fuck this up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> damn that's so haunting and chilling and like ah mm-hmm. damn imagine like blaming yourself for somebody's death and then having whatever killed them be able to mock you yeah. in their voice yeah. and blame you as well in their voice exactly and then so um, in the book does matthias die by uh vines going down his throat no because matthias is not the one that falls down the shaft oh right sorry pablo yeah, so Pablo dies that way. Um, okay. Matias dies because, so Eric is obviously the one that has the vines inside of him, and Eric's, like, carving into himself. Ah, and yep. Matias goes to try to take the knife away, and Eric stabs him. Okay, okay. Um, so that's so, how he dies. Okay. Jeff dies. Um, we'll just go through everybody dies in the book. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, please. <laughs> Jeff dies because he's down at the base of the hill, and he thinks that he sees an opening, like the Mayans get distracted by something, mm-hmm. and he just try- he just makes a run for it. Mm. And the Mayans kill him. Okay. Is he the last um, then, one standing? No. He oh. actually – so Amy dies and then Pablo dies. Okay. And then Jeff dies and nobody – then none of them up on the hill know what happened to Jeff. Oh. So, like, they did They did something really smart in the book where they had um they had one person would always sit at the base of the hill because uh-huh. they thought rescue was coming. So they wanted to have a person there to, like, wave to the rescuers. Yeah. So they always, like, had – they, like, sat in shifts. Mm-hmm. So Jeff was at the bottom of the hill for the shift and he saw what he thought was an opening. He's like, I can fucking, I can make a run for it and I can get us help. So he tries to make a run for it. He gets killed and they're just like, well, we don't know where Jeff went. Mm -hmm. Then Eric stabs Matthias and then he begs Stacy to kill him. Stacy kills him and then Stacy kills herself. Oh, fuck. Yeah. And then the book, but the book also ends with the Greek showing up. (sighs) Oh no, Pablo. Oh no, Pablo. (laughs) (laughs) Dang. Sorry, I just I was just like I won't spend the whole episode um comparing the book to the movie, but no, that's you're exactly totally, what I've done. You're totally allowed to when it's better than and, and no no, I'm glad you're doing this because actually when we get to the film facts part and some of the commentary, they they highly reference the book. So they're very oh. much aware of this and they're like, in the book this happens, but we did it this way. And I didn't obviously listen to the whole film on commentary. This was just for some deleted scenes. Um and and I was just sitting here like I just want to hear about the mo- the book now, <laughs> right? So, okay. So in the movie though, we also have this pretty gnarly amputation scene. Does that happen in the book? Yes. <sighs> but wait. Oh wait. No, Jeff. So Pablo. Okay. So Jeff. Jeff does it. Yeah, Jeff does it, and I think Amy. No, Amy does not help him. Uh, Matthias helps him. Okay. See, this is what's a bummer about the making Matthias fall down the shaft is that he was like my favorite character in the book. Yeah. 
Because, yeah. like, so Jeff is very extreme. Like, Jeff Jeff kind of, like, realizes what's happening right away. Like, he's the first one to think the vines are actually – they're malevolent. Like, the vines are coming mm-hmm. after us. And everybody kind of, like, poo-pooed him. Yeah. Um. So, like, he's very extreme in this, like, we need to survive. This is what we need to do. He starts talking about building a latrine. And, Whoa. like, he leaves out, like, stuff for, like, for them to catch water. And, like, so he gets very, like, Boy Scout survivalist about this right away. Yeah. And then – Stacy, Amy, and Eric are all very like, oh, this is so terrible. When are the Greeks gonna get here and save us? And like, our parents will send for help when they don't when we don't catch our flights. Blah 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 blah. And Matthias is a really good like middle ground between those two. He follows Jeff's kind of commands, if you will, mm-hmm. about like, okay, this is what we need to do to survive. But he's also like, we're not making it off this hill alive. Dang. Yeah, that yeah. would have been such a better dynamic to have. Yeah. Yeah. It, I thought it worked very well. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, in the, in the film, they they decide because Matthias um, broke his back in the movie and then they sleep for the first night and they come out and the vines have, like, kind of eaten through to his legs a little bit. Um, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> just a wee bit. Um, <laughs> like, you know, again, we've been here for maybe 12 hours and jeff is just like yep we're gonna have to amputate his legs because of infection and in my mind i'm like this movie's fucking two days long like really <laughs> so, so they do they do and i apparently have did you watch the un oh what is it unrated i don't have the dvd so i watched um i rented it on voodoo oh oh, oh okay right right because we're gonna talk about the ending um yeah yeah so i i watched it and it was apparently like the extended I mean, it wasn't longer, but, like, there's no holding back in that amputation scene. And I don't... I, and I, I was very brave. I put it on mute. <laughs> but I, oh, that's wa- smart. I watched sounds. it because, you know, after midsummer, like, I'm fucking numb. <laughs> like, oh, what's the little leg amputation after midsummer? <laughs> <laughs> But again, and then, and then the girls were sent to wait in the tent, which not going to lie, I'd what be in the, the fucking fuck? tent. But just like the like, go wait in the tent, like, ah, something about it, watching it this time around, I was so annoyed. Uh, yeah, okay, and it's not, the sexist stuff is not that bad in the book, I didn't think. Yeah. Like, okay, so in that scene, I'm doing it again, but I'm going to, I'm just going to Do keep it. doing it. So in that scene in the book... <laughs> They all, every, Amy's waiting at the base of the hill. She's the one that's, like, the lookout for their rescue. Mm-hmm. And so everybody else takes the vote up there about whether to cut off Pablo's legs. Stacy votes against it, mm-hmm. I, if I recall correctly. And they, but they, she loses. And so she basically, like, runs down the hill and tattles to Amy. Mm-hmm. About, like, them doing this and how she doesn't approve. And Amy, like, sprints up the hill and tries to make it in time. And she doesn't make it in time. Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like the girls, my, my whole point with that is, like, the yeah. whole like weepy thing. Right. They weren't oh, like yeah. they were a little weepy, but they weren't nearly as bad. Yeah. As they were in the movie. Yeah. And then there's a part that almost wonders if the whole if having Stacy be the one to skin her knee and like get the vine in there, if that wasn't a little sexist too. Like they wanted her to be the one carving into herself mm-hmm. and being like just being like broken the whole movie yeah yeah and, and they and needed eric no to like be strong exactly and no one's really listening to her she's like i can still feel it i can still feel it and they're like you're just hysterical you're just upset you're just you which know. is what they did to eric yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was funner when it was eric <laughs> but it, yeah but we, but with this film it's just kind of like oh yeah stacy whatever 
I do really like the scene where that I feel like it comes across better in the movie than a description does in the book mm-hmm. where they're sitting there and they see the vine move in her forehead and they all pretend like they didn't but she fucking knows that they saw it and the that act- is a really good scene the that's actress- a very upsetting scene sorry sorry I didn't mean to interrupt the actress who plays Amy I think you said Jenna Malone the girl yeah. who's also in Hunger Games her tears just like so hit me where I live in that scene because it'd be like if you asked me like you can tell she's just so broken that she like knows it's her friend isn't gonna make it and she can't like tell or her. even just like it's it's it might not even be that she knows her friend I'm sorry I cut you off no no, no I was done I was done it might not even be that she knows her friend isn't gonna make it it's that she's like we're not cutting open her face to get this out <sighs> yeah like, she just, all like, all she knows is something horrible is happening to her friend, and she can't help her. Yeah. So, then, yeah, when we have Stacy getting infected, removing the vines, kind of goes to her head. Well, it literally goes to her head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I mean, then it just kind of kind of goes from zero to 60. We lose everybody really quick. So, Stacy's freaking out. She's cutting into her body. And then her boyfriend, Eric, goes over and tries to stop her and sort of, like, in this frenzied panic reaction struggle, she stabs him in the chest. Um, he dies. And then once she realizes what she's done, she begs for mercy from Jeff and Amy to kill her. And we don't, in the movie, we don't know how they kill her. I mean, obviously they have a knife. Jeff takes the knife out of Eric's body as the vines are pulling it away for munchings. Um, But we don't know, I guess, in the movie, I'm going to assume it's Jeff who does it because Amy is portrayed as too weak. And I'm also going to assume that he slit her throat. Yeah. Well, let's hope, you know. Yeah. It was a brilliant idea. That's what I'm going to assume. Um, cause, and there was also a lot of blood. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, I got distracted, too, because I was thinking about, in the book, um, Eric is obviously the one who has the vines inside of him. And there's a really upsetting description where it's basically the scene where Stacy finally shows them and the vines are like wriggling beneath her skin. Mm-hmm. But Eric actually has one of the vines like blooms under his skin. <gasps> and so they describe like this raised like starfish shape oh that's like my. slightly pulsing. God. And for some reason that I find that so disgusting and disturbing that like oh. her wriggly vines, I'm like, meh. meh. <laughs> Seen worse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know why that seems worse to me, but it does. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so twisted. I actually think to come back to a point that you made earlier about the amputation scene, it actually makes sense to me. It does? Oh, right. Yeah, we're going to fight about this. All right. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And it might just be because they do a better job explaining it in the book. Mm -hmm. That could be all that it is. Mm -hmm. But they're very clearly saying like, yes, we hope rescue is coming. But if we don't do this, he is going to die before rescue comes. Okay. It's literally like this is not something where we can wait two or three days like in two or three days he will be dead from septicemia okay okay yeah and i i think you're right i think that's not explained in the movie at all and part of it too is like it's like the third decision so quickly after a series of bad decisions i'm just like you're fucking idiots and then again yeah having seen the movie from start to finish i feel like they were up there for two days like, I feel like I feel like I think national- that's what they were in the movie. In the in the book, they were there for like a week, so still not crazy still long, not cra- but long yeah. enough to be like, "Where the fuck is our rescue?" Right. 
in this one, it's just like I could just picture like the the National Guard showing up or something and being like, guys, like, okay, we're here. And they're like, uh, yeah, so this guy broke his back and then we cut his legs off and, uh, you know, we got a little carried away. And they'd be like, you've been missing for less than 48 hours. What the uh, fuck did you guys do? <laughs> a little like the ending of The Mist where yes! he shoots everybody and then the <laughs> army's there. Yes. That's I think that's what I take away is just like when he's like you know oh he's gonna die from infection I'm like oh my god like and then he gets he gets killed that night anyways like I know oh, and that's poor guy that's, that's a real bummer <laughs> he didn't stand a chance but for I mean fuck it is it fucking Eric that goes oh it's a good thing we cut his legs yes off. yes fuck you Eric go eat a bag of dick. <laughs> Like at least Jeb did something. Yeah, that that's true. I am I am also kind of like harping on Jeff, but nobody else had any ideas. You're right. If we didn't have Jeff taking some kind of action, and obviously Matthias is not the same as he is in the book, um, we would just have these. We'd have Stacy, Amy, and Eric just getting shit faced off tequila, and yeah, I don't know that is one of my do. favorite scenes in the book, though, because they actually have a discussion about being in a horror movie. No! There's some, like, fourth... Is it the fourth wall? <laughs> Am I stupid? No, you're Is fine. it fourth yeah, wall yeah. or fifth wall? Fourth wall. Fourth wall. Okay. Yeah, they, they break the fourth wall just a tiny bit. Like, they basically are like, so, huh, did you guys notice that we're in a horror movie? <laughs> like... Oh. <laughs> and they have this guy... And then they're just like, well, then who lives and who dies? And fucking Eric is like, well, Stacey's gonna die because she's a slut. <gasps> Yeah. yeah. And then and then he goes it says that Amy will live cuz she's a prude oh and that my God. he's going to die because he's the joker, uh-huh. but Jeff is going to live because Jeff is a boy scout and Matthias is going to be the villain because he's German. Oh, okay. All right. I'm like fuck you, Eric. All I right. fucking hate Eric. <laughs> Dang. Oh, I would have I wish that would have made it in in some Yeah. I just love that shit. That, that was just some very low-key fourth wall breaking. And I, it comes back to that joke I made. I, I made this several episodes ago about how I had a friend in high school. Mm-hmm. who used to always be like, why are these characters acting this way? Don't they know they're in a horror movie? <laughs> so I love it when characters acknowledge, like, are we in a horror movie right now? Because it feels like we're in a horror movie. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll, I'll steal one of my little fun fact things is that the author actually knew about three-fourths through writing the book that it was going to be adapted into a film. So I don't know where that fell or if he would add it in later or what, but that would be like a... I wonder if that affects anything, you know, knowing this is going to actually be made into a horror movie, if that would have played a role maybe or something. Maybe. And the author hasn't written a book since this one um, because he does does screenplays and stuff now. Oh, oh, okay. Well, maybe he enjoys it more and... Yeah, he's like a script writer now. Yeah, but... I'm it's, glad the book It's a shame because so... I liked his book, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and then basically, I mean, just to wrap it up, we've got the ending, which is where we, in my opinion, we finally have the one good fucking idea, um, which it sounds like they did test more in the book, is to sort of figure out what is going on with these uh, native guards and then try to make a break for it a little bit. Um, and so Jeff and Jeff covers Amy and Stacy's blood, kind of pretends to bring her body down to the bottom and leave her there for them to witness her body. And then he kind and of then sp- like lead them away. Yeah. Which, this was a really good scene. Yes. And 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 in leading them away from her body, he signals when she's good to jump up and make a run for it. And they're smart enough to make sure she's got the fucking keys to the Jeep. <laughs> 
And, mm-hmm. and yeah, she, she makes a break for it. Jeff doesn't make it. They kill him. Um, and, and she gets away. Yeah. No, that, that's a really good scene. I like this ending, um, a lot. I think I like it better than the way the book ended, to be honest. The other thing, just to give credit where credit's due, that the movie did that was not in the book, was when Amy, like, goes down to the base of the hill to scream at the Mayans. Mm -hmm. They never do that at any point in the book, which kind of bothered me a little bit, because I feel like that's something I would definitely do. Right. If I, like, had these people, and, like, if I had these people holding me hostage, basically, Mm -hmm. And I didn't understand why. I would totally be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Help us. Yeah. So I like that they had her kind of like lashing out that way. And then when she throws the vine at the little boy and they <gasps> kill the little boy, mm-hmm. that scene tells you a fucking ton. Yeah. Without actually saying anything. Yes. Yeah. Well, and especially because if in the book they were a little more helpful in trying to like get them away, whereas I feel like in the, well, I guess maybe, you know, in the, in the, movie they might not have realized that they hadn't touched it anyways they're very they're very aggressive and confrontational in the movie up front they kill pablo right away yeah there's like bam and it's just like okay go time (laughs) (laughs) shit um so okay so tell me how the how tell me how the book ended stacy kills herself oh right right right. so that that's the ending stacy yeah because amy dies at the beginning and then the pablo's friends come yeah, Pablo's friends come and they're they have more friends. Like they they made more friends, so they've got a group of like four or five people. Yes. And they're heading up the hill as well. <laughs> okay, okay. Um and then how did your movie end? Because you texted me and you were like, I don't remember it ending this way. So the movie that I rented um on Voodoo, it ended with uh Amy driving away. Uh-huh. But it did not have the shot where the vine crawls in her face. Yes. Okay. So I'm just going to go ahead and, you know what? I'm just going to do my film fact right now. So Sweet. There are alternate endings. <laughs> um, so, so the original theatrical ending is the one you saw. It says Amy is driving away and she, she gets away clean. So yay for Amy. Um, and then in the one that I had, the DVD, which... I don't know, I didn't have a bunch of options for play. It was just the one I watched. Um, in that one, Amy drives away and the vines are seen under just under her skin. So you're like, <gasps> she's bringing it with her. And then there's also an alternate ending that is a play off of Amy driving away with the vines visible under her skin. And in that one, a caretaker is seen. So she, she, there's, a, there's a funeral. You're in a graveyard. There's people off in the distance clearly attending a funeral. And then a caretaker for the cemetery is seen walking among the headstones, whistling Frere Jaca when he hears the same tune coming from a grave. And so he goes <gasps> forward to investigate it. The camera follows and it's Amy's grave with these vines and red flowers growing around the headstone and whistling Frere Jaca. And right as the caretaker starts to reach for one, the music surges and the scene cuts to black. I like that ending the best. I know. That's pretty. I like that. Especially so we basically have like four endings to choose from if we talk about the book and that one's the best. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the only other thing I wanted to talk about with the film was it's such a dumb thing, but it just kind of bugged me. I felt like the yellow tent was such a prominent visual 
and obviously I'm not. I'm not a film major. I'm not anything like that, but I it oh, made me think the of symbology. I'm sorry, but it made me think of like the forest with a yellow tent and I don't know, something to me was like is this, does this mean something? Does this symbolize something? Is it a Especially w- since I was just at Cabela's and I didn't see a single fucking yellow tent. Yeah, I was literally going to say all the time. <laughs> like, where does camping. one buy a yellow tent? Yeah, no one has a fucking yellow tent. <laughs> um, you know, in the forest, I feel like the yellow tent um, was because it would be so stark against mm-hmm. a very green, mm-hmm. like, scenery. Yeah. Here, I don't know why the tent was yellow, but it was yellow in the book, too. Oh, okay. All right, then. I, I tried to Google it to see if it meant anything, if the color meant anything. It was a rabbit hole. There's there's really nothing there. So, I don't know. Just wanted to... Yeah, I don't know either. Um, I will say, because I was just saying that in the forest, I think the tent was yellow to make it stand out. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do see the tent from a distance, like because they're, they're, they're a little lost at the beginning of the book. Mm-hmm. And they're like, where are these fucking ruins? And they kind of see the tent from a distance, and they're like, oh, that must be it, because there's a tent. Oh, So maybe true. that has something to do with it, too? Yeah, just like it's a very vibrant color that no matter what would grab your attention. Yeah, except I don't – I mean, in this movie – because it because of the ruins like the stones it was hard i don't think the yellow was that vibrant yeah like i feel like it would have been more vibrant if it had been red Mm, yeah yeah and red would be a great like it's a warning so yeah i don't know yeah because i'm totally gonna tell you another one of my film facts like it was very intentional that eric in the movie has a bullseye t-shirt it was like it was like an intentional thing they had him wear i don't fully know why but it's like if you're gonna go to that level of detail like, I would hope that there's more thought behind some of the other choices, like the tent and things like yeah. that. You, know, you have such an yeah. opportunity to, like, it doesn't take away from the story. It doesn't, you know, cost you any runtime. So I would hope that they would invest the same amount of effort in the other areas. I mean, you could just be saying that because we just came from Get Out, where there was very well done was so symbolism. Good. So For the record, stupid. I do know what symbolism. I know it's not symbology. I was making a Boondock Saints reference. Hells yes, you were. I love it. <laughs> if you didn't get that, anyone, shame on you. <laughs> That's <laughs> your own fault. Yeah. So actually, I'm going to like go ahead and just allow that to lead right into my law for the film. Um, yes. Which is, you know, besides what the fuck are you doing wearing flip-flops in the jungle and not bringing water, which apparently I need to warn you about. (laughs) (laughs) But my law, which I wish the director had followed, is think before you act. I like that. Because I like that a lot. I feel like, and granted, I obviously this is not going to work in all like my slasher films where I'm just going to be like, just fucking run. But I just sort of wish there had been at least something for the audience to understand that thought went into this because I didn't see it. My law, maybe this doesn't actually make that much sense in the movie overall, but my law is don't fuck with curses. Ooh. It's not that I necessarily think this is like a Mayan curse, but there is clearly like something going on with this ruins, even if it literally is just like, this is where we house the evil plant that we now protect the world from. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't fuck with that shit. <laughs> does Trust the, the locals. <laughs> does the book, like, give any more background into, like, the origin or anything like that? No, not at all. But the one thing that Jeff observes in the book that I don't 
I don't recall him saying in the movie is he makes the observation that the vine is not growing um, past the ruins. Uh And that's because the Mayans have salted the earth. Yes, they do do that in the movie. It's really subtle, but they're, they're flinging salt in the dirt oh that's right you see the mayan swinging the salt okay yeah yeah, never mind he he actually just makes the observation because he's super smart and can tell yeah dang (laughs) but yeah you do see them salting of the ground Uh, they do they make some comments um before they go into full panic mode they have a discussion where they're like why are the mayans doing this to us maybe they worship the plants and were like a sacrifice to their gods Mm -hmm. so they kind of they kind of discuss that but that never really goes anywhere, and I think it makes more sense that with everything – taking everything, everything within its context, mm-hmm. I think it makes more sense that they're just like, this is an evil plant. We can't manage to destroy it altogether, so we just try to keep people away. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like it. All right. I'll accept it. Fine. Fine. Yeah. It's just an evil plant, Nettie. Damn it. <laughs> it's like when you say the ruins, I'm just like, yes, carvings and – archaeology and history yeah i definitely expected it to be something different than it was yeah like even when the girls actually go into the temple it's just like it's just vines like you see hints of carvings in the background but it just has to do with discovering that the flowers can mimic sound yeah so yeah but i mean it also raises the point i'm like you you really can't burn them i know like, you really, like, I, I, and I'm speaking to the Mayans when yes! I say this. Like, you really can't destroy them all together. So maybe that's where the whole they worship them a little bit comes into play. I like that, that there is something sacred. Like, they won't allow it to spread, but they don't, they, they're they afraid of actually destroying it. Right. Ooh, I like it. Ready for some film facts? I am. Shoot. Okay. So. My leg is super asleep. um so it was primarily shot in queensland australia of all places um during the winter so it can get wait our winter or australia's winter australia's winter what month you you hesitated i don't know the month but i was hesitating because it was the next fact in conjunction with that was that they had to wear heavy coats in between the takes because they were so cold Uh. Okay. And so and yes. <laughs> and then I believe you. I'm sorry for questioning no, you. No, you're okay. <laughs> Just like how I'm like, oh, with the flower and like the stamen. And now I'm like, hemispheres, hemispheres, hemispheres. Hold on. <laughs> uh, Nettie once told me that she thought Alaska was by Antarctica. Snake! How dare yeah. you? <laughs> <laughs> because my boyfriend is going to Antarctica on this contract position. She's like, at least he'll be close to Alaska. And I'm like, Ex- what? <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> There's only so much room for information in my brain, and apparently the location for Antarctica and the North Pole did not get saved. It's overridden by law shit. So help me if I'm in court one day, and they're like, Counselor, can you please cite your authority? And I'm just going to be like, uh, Antarctica is not at the North Pole. What did you delete to save this information? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But so because it was actually so cold, they would use a combination of water and olive oil to spray on them to to maintain the sweat, the look of the sweat. Um, Oh, I was... That's okay. I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you, but that's that's really cool. Yeah, because they did look sweaty. Like I believed that they were sweaty. They looked very sweaty. 
<laughs> um, and then they also, uh, they shot, all of it was done with natural light. So if the sun went down, they were done shooting for the day, that sort of thing. They just, they really used um, kind of like what they had in terms of the environment and everything. Um, film fact number two, the look for the carnivorous vines were actually inspired by pumpkin vines. Um, oh. And that the leaves, they and I did see this, they almost look like marijuana leaves, but the... the <laughs> I noticed that too. <laughs> but the, <laughs> the vines each have six points on them, and so six is often associated with evil, so maybe that was intentional. Um, as I did mention before, the director was offered the film adaptation um, right after he had purchased the book and started to read it, which meant the film rights were purchased before the novel was published. And it was, it was, um, nabbed by Ben Stiller's production company, Red Hour Films, because Ben Stiller is really good friends with the author. So he was kind of involved with this film. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, the Mayan temple was made up of three separate sets. So the first was the facade with the overgrown vines for the characters to walk up. The second set was the top of the temple where a majority of the film actually takes place. And then the third set was used for the underground shaft in that tunnel scene. Anything that showed the entire temple from a distance was a blend of the set and then CGI. Um. Eric's t-shirt is intentional. Good for them. Which I was totally prepared <laughs> for when she when she stabbed him. I was like, bullseye! And it, it wasn't. It was like a little high. And I was like, well, then I don't I don't get what the bullseye is. <laughs> like, Eric, I don't know. <laughs> it would have been a little ridiculous if she had stabbed him directly in the bullseye. <laughs> That's true. I mean, I would have I laughed. <laughs> <laughs> You're not supposed to laugh. Somebody's dying. Oh, right. I was God. supposed to be scared, scared and shocked and terrified. And no, none of those things. Um, and then they actually added in the opening scene of the woman screaming and being taken by the vines um, because it takes about 50 minutes out of the 93 minute film to realize the vines are sentient and really get spooky so I completely agree with you that's why they brought um, Dimitri aka Pablo in the book along was just for shock value horror fodder to get get the momentum going yeah and it's like I feel like the book was so successful because you don't get scared until the characters really have a reason to get scared. Yeah. And it happens very slowly. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I could just be full of shit. No, I, I, I just... think so. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing, because we already talked about alternate endings, is just some deleted scenes and the commentary associated. So there are uh, three deleted scenes that I watched. One is collecting the rainwater. And so you mentioned that that was in the book. And I thought that if they had left that in, it would have done a better job of connecting those odd little scenes with like the food rationing. And they, the director specifically said water was such a big deal in the book. Um, but it was a huge deal. Yeah. But time was so compressed in the film, but how long was the film? 93 minutes. So, it could have been two hours. Uh-huh. Fuck them. Yeah, so that's where I'm kind of like, that's your own fault. There are plenty of other films that do a damn good job of, like you said, pacing and and things I like mean, that. I mean, to be honest, a film I don't feel like was the right venue for this book. Mm. Like, if I had a production company and I was able to just do whatever the fuck I want, I would make a mini series out of this Ooh. book. Like, five or six episodes. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's what I would do if I was trying to tell this story. 
So I don't feel like a movie was ever the right venue for this story. I feel uh, like, but, but that being said, if they were going to make a movie, they should have made it two hours Yeah, because there's just too much in the book and the pacing's just too good. Yeah. And they sacrificed the best thing Mm. about this book, which was the pacing. Oh, I like that. I really like the way you said that. Uh, deleted scene number two was called Celebration. So this is mentioning, like you said, um, after they collect the rain, they're trying to decide, this is where they actually say, are we going to ever be found or should we make a run for it? So then they start drinking the tequila. Amy wanted to drink and play games, um, but they took it out because they said that this contradicted with the book when they drink the tequila because they are facing a, a sense of pure desperation. And this just didn't really fit. Um, And then the last one was going over the escape plan. So uh, Jeff and Amy get it on after Stacy is killed. And and then so so the question here, um, and it's going to be a little little intense, so I apologize, is that um, by putting this scene in, Jeff, who is his hand is injured in the film by Stacy, he's already infected. And so by having sex, that's how he somehow infects Amy. Um, but then what? but then in the commentary they asked they asked the actress, okay, how how does Amy become infected if we do the the vine visible in her eyes scene if she was never injured and she straight faced looked at them and was like she was on her period. And they were just, and they were just like, all right, you got the job. <laughs> so that's all my film facts. <laughs> Gross. But I did because you brought up the celebration and like the drinking scene again. Mm-hmm. I I completely forgot one of the really sad but almost sweet moments in that scene, mm-hmm. which is they're talking about how Pablo is going to be fine, even though they just cut his legs off. Mm-hmm. They're like. Oh, I knew this girl that went to school with me and she got her legs cut off and now she plays basketball. And like, they're basically just talking about like, what a great life he can still have. And he's like unconscious beside them. And it's, it's really sad. Oh, and then he's going to get strangled and just die anyways. Yeah. It's going to be futile. That that meant well. Um, I'm sorry. I don't have any lore because... These vines aren't real. Right? I'm with you. No, no. To and I me, couldn't find any legend similar to You're this. totally fine. To me, the fact that you read the book is like your lore. I actually almost typed in your section like, can you just talk about the book? Oh, I did it the whole thing. I, that was <laughs> After so After I started good. the podcast. No, you made me like, like, I like, I'm willing to bump up my score solely just because I'm like confusing it with the book now. <laughs> Yeah, well, the book the book was honestly I can't recommend the book enough. It was so good. It's awesome. Okay, I like it. I, and I love every single book you've always recommended to me has been five out of five. So I know, and I'm waiting. Um, I'm on a really good book streak right now. Like I feel like I've read like four or five out of five books in a row. Oh uh, yeah, you're also so, fucking crushing it on Goodreads. Jesus Christ! I like go and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna log my twenty pages I read for Doctor Sleep. Up, oh, Julie's read three more books. Like. <laughs> <laughs> show off (laughs) (laughs) well I just I listen to audiobooks too and I think that helps bump up the number like whenever you see me uh with a book that's a percentage on Goodreads instead of a page number oh that's an audiobook I'm listening to I mean damn I can't so I listen to the audiobooks while I walk the doggos or like while I'm doing housework and things I don't even do that I've got like a backlog of podcasts I don't even do because I just like sit and work and watch Real Housewives. 
<laughs> so, so no wonder I my mean, brain is rotting and I don't know where Antarctica is. <laughs> I've lost, I've lost uh, many hours of my life to Real Housewives more than I care to admit. <laughs> I'm sure Google's got me tracked somewhere. They could tell you for me. <laughs> I'm sure your FBI agent is very disappointed. Yeah. In you. So I try so hard. I give her such targeted ads. Damn it. Mine is probably also disappointed in me, but for different reasons. That's because so you're fine. smarter than your FBI agent for sure. No, I don't know if that's, I think it's probably more like he's watching me and then he's like, she just went on a hike with no water. Mine's going to kill herself. <laughs> that or maybe like with your Goodreads too, like you get paired with somebody and then they're like, oh my gosh, my person's reading this book. I'm going to read it too. And like, I don't know. <laughs> oh my God. That's the most adorable thing I've ever heard. <laughs> it's like a weird twisted little love story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. Um, all right. So let's wrap up with some fun little games. Greetings and welcome. I want to play a game. Okay. So I wanted to start with a question for you because sort of what happens in the beginning, um, Amy is hungover and whiny and she's like, and she and Stacy are like, the path's covered. Why would the path be covered? We're not supposed to go. Um, and then Matias says, like, it's not in any of the guidebooks or something like that. And they're like, no, we have a map. And so do you follow the guidebooks? Like, what do you think? Oh, like if I was a character in this, or are you asking me in general if I follow guidebooks yeah, or if like I was bit literally of both. a character in this? Yeah, like so So in real life, if you were offered an opportunity to go see something and it wasn't in the guidebooks, it's through someone you met. Oh, 100%, but I'm also dying in a horror movie. <laughs> like I totally use guidebooks in general. Um, I will use them, and I also use a lot of like, Pinterest says these are the 10 best hikes. Mm-hmm. You know, like I use a lot of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but if I was in Mexico and somebody was like, hey, my brother's at these ruins. Um, it's super VIP. I'd be like, let's go die in a horror movie. Sweet. <laughs> okay. Well, and then since I succumbed to peer pressure and assuming I'm on this trip with you, then I'm like, damn it, Julie, I got to go along with you too. <laughs> <laughs> But otherwise, I'm embarrassingly, I'm such a rule follower that I'm like, if it's not in the book, it says don't go off the trail. You can't go off the trail. <laughs> I feel like we'd have a very good dynamic, though, if we were characters in a horror movie. <laughs> I, I like, really don't want to know how we do, but I also really want to know how we do. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like in this movie, I related to Matthias, book Matthias, excuse me. So I feel like in this story, I should say, or the book, mm-hmm. I relate to Matthias the most because he was like, yeah, let's do what we got to do to survive, but also we're probably going to die. And I'm like, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like that would be my general like attitude. Yeah. Yeah. You'd probably be getting drunk off tequila. Probably. Probably. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. hate to admit it. I'm probably a little bit more like Eric in, in the movie. Um, just like where he's like, why the fuck aren't we making a run for it? Like that's, that's how I would go. I think, um, is you would make a run for I'd it. I'd make a run for it. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm not gonna, I think there's a good chance I would go that way, too. I'm not going to run very fast. <laughs> but I'm going to try. <laughs> I mean, imagine if they had um, made a run for it at the beginning of the movie. Like, if they had done what they did with Amy. Mm-hmm. I wonder how long it would have taken her to get help and bring help back. Yeah. I don't know. I wonder how I wonder how the story would have been different. Yeah. Well, include- I mean, obviously, somebody would have come and rescued them, but like then they would have taken the vines with them, and that's mm-hmm. more of what I mean. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Yeah. 
So at what point would you opt out of this movie? I'm so glad you put this question in here. Okay, so in my 20s, I would be dragged along and let's see. I, okay, excluding time a little bit, like, I mean, I'm not opting out after two days. I'm sorry. That's, like, fucking asinine. Sure. But but yeah. after several days, I think it's safe to say, like, I, I would probably opt out if it really felt like no one was going to come. These vines are just, like, literally killing my friends and there's no hope. I don't want to go that way. I would make a run for it and make the Mayans have to, have to stop me. But- well, that's the thing about, about this movie is that there's a really good opt-out option. Yes. Because the Mayans aren't, they're, they're not trying to torture anybody. Uh-huh. They're just. So it's like, you make a run for it, they're going to kill you quick. Yep. Yep. Because they don't want you surviving or going anywhere or doing, exactly. So that that's what I would do. But nowadays, the one thing I wanted to make a quick little, a little point was that um, now in my 30s, if I'm in this movie, uh, I'm Amy's ass hungover and I'm not going in the fucking first place. <laughs> so, so I'm opting out of the whole movie altogether because I don't have anything to prove at this age anymore. If I don't feel good, I don't want to go. I only have flip flops. I'm not fucking going. <laughs> I hate Amy so much in that scene. I'm like, you fucking spoil sport. Yeah. Why are you ruining everybody else's trip? <laughs> they do not paint her very nicely. I was surprised remembering how poorly she's painted in the beginning. And then the fact that she's the final girl. She's not a final girl. Right. She's a survivor. Oh, thank you. Sorry. Yes. Yes. There are two different things. Elaborate so I don't fuck it up again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Final Girls, actually, I feel like in order to earn the title of Final Girl, you have to do something to save yourself. Okay. Yep. She does nothing. Yeah. I don't feel like she's smart enough or like survivalist enough to be counted as like can you imagine she's no she's no fucking sydney prescott um what about you would you opt out in this movie at any point um i'm kind of with you in the sense that the the two days is not long enough to bring it out of me Mm -hmm. and i say that compared to like a movie like quarantine that all happens within several hours yeah but that's just it's just a different scenario it feels like like, I don't think that the movie makes it clear that these vines are actively hunting you. Like, they're definitely a threat. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if their sentience is made as clear as it is in the book. Mm-hmm. And two days is just not that long. So I don't, I think I would have gone into kind of like survivalist mode. Yeah. Like Jeff did. Yeah. Where I would have been like, okay, we're rationing water. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to come help. And I would definitely think that somebody was going to come look for me. Yeah. I mean, I guess depending on who was at the the ruins with me Mm -hmm. yeah no i think you'd be really good under pressure in a scenario like this oh i don't i don't know about that i think but i don't think that this would push me to the edge where i would opt out just yet like i feel like i would have a very much like i have no choice but to survive attitude of this Mm -hmm. um but i also think that that all of that being said i feel like if i was the last person standing Mm -hmm. Like, if for whatever reason everybody I was with had died, mm-hmm. I would also have made a run for it. Mm. And just, like, let the Mayans kill me. Yeah. Yeah. Make, yeah. It's, it's your only shot at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Or not, I shouldn't say let them kill me, but, like, I would have right. made for a run for it and not have made it. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> okay. And because we now have a movie with some some dudes, um, little fuck, Mary kill question for you. 
between, and this is movie, you're not allowed to go with the book, um, Eric, Jeff, and Matthias. No, I'm definitely killing Eric because fuck Eric. <laughs> uh, Jeff at least is a fucking survivor. Okay. But I also don't think Jeff is that sexy. So I guess I'll yeah. fuck Matthias because I think he's very sexy. <laughs> and I'll marry Jeff because he's a survivor and he'll save me. <laughs> I like it. Um, I actually, so I, I have it differently. So I have, I have Eric. Um, I said fuck because he has the idea of making a run for it early on, and this deserves a reward. <laughs> <laughs> and then I said no, um, but he doesn't do anything about it because he's a little bitch. <laughs> and then Matthias, I said Mary because he seemed the most reasonable and caring because he's like looking out for his brother and like this is very true. Well liked him. And then I said kill Jeff because movie Jeff had terrible ideas <laughs> and it pissed me off. And it's funny because movie Jeff has a lot of the same ideas as book Jeff, but they just make more sense in the book. Yes, and I I, I think yeah I don't know I was just, maybe I was just wrong attitude when I watched last night, but I just. I was not feeling it at the end. I was just kind of like, fuck this movie. Oh, that's fair. Pissing me off. If it was, if we were going by the book, though, I would have married Matthias as well. Ah, yes. I'm just like, but he loses his leg so quickly in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Do I have to have legless Matthias? Hang on. I'm going to change my answers around. <laughs> that's like, yeah, we should have, like, taken this into context of, like, at what point do you make this decision? I'm super shallow. <laughs> Oh Jesus! <laughs> I mean, it didn't hurt his face. He's still he's still sexy. Would you rather mm-hmm. spend a week in Okagahara or a week in the ruins? Uh, uh, I think. I'm- and we can say um, that you were prepared to go camping, so you have some food, but not tons of not food, tons. and you have some water, but not tons. I'm of water. gonna pick the Okagahara forest because. I don't want plants coming after me. I mean, then you can't sleep. You can't. The fact that they can, like, come after you and strangle you. I mean, I'll take the psychological torture of the suicide mm-hmm. forest over this. What about you? And they get under your skin. That's oh, real gross. That's yeah, right. I'm doing I'm doing okay, Gahara, too. All right, we'll do it together in a little yellow yeah. tent. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, okay, and then I want to ask just kind of like a general question just to sort of sum up after all the movies we've been doing. This is a question that Nettie Brodica brought up in the last episode. Yes. I think is where we're going with this. Yes. Because um, in Get Out, the director talked about how it really exemplified some of his biggest fears. And I dropped a question on you without giving you time to think about it. You've officially had time to think about it. So what is just one of your biggest fears and a horror film that exemplified that fear? So one of my biggest fears is something terrible is happening to me and nobody believes me. Mm-hmm. So this is exemplified in a lot of horror movies, but the most recent one I watched that did a really good job with this fear was Invisible Man. Oh, okay. Starring Elizabeth Moss. So that's the one I'm like, that's the one I'm going to use where she's telling everybody he's after me. He's after me. He's after me. And nobody fucking believes her. Fuck. Yeah. That's really good. What about you? Uh, so my answer is um, one of my biggest fears is sharks. And so I actually picked Deep Blue Sea. I know it's super cheesy and it's kind of like a cult classic at this point. That movie haunts me because of the fact that it's like it's sharks, it's underwater, and they're super intelligent. And that combo just, I can't deal. I feel like any... 
Thank you, Rex, for that background noise. <laughs> I feel like any super intelligent predator is is something to be afraid of. Yeah. Yeah. And and when we were this was like last year or so we were Aaron and I were in Georgia for a family reunion and we were swimming in the ocean. They were teasing me about sharks. And I made a comment to Aaron, like, just so you know, if I do die or get eaten by a shark, like, just know that's the worst possible way I could go. That, like, if I die, (laughs) I was in the worst pain and fear of all time. And you just live with that. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. Heads up. Hmm. Next next episode, we have to play a game where we're like, what is the worst way to die? Oh, okay. Well, I've got time to think about it because yeah. for the next pick, I want to do Cabin in the Woods because that's where I'm going to go for a few days because fuck reality, fuck the world right now. I just want to kind of go and escape. And so I'm going to go to a cabin in the woods. I'm going to watch. Jeanette's dying in a horror movie too. Cause she's like, I'm going to go to cabin, cabin in the woods. What's the worst that could happen? Literally a cabin in the woods. <laughs> so hopefully there's another episode. And I don't go missing. Otherwise I will follow my rules. I will leave a note. I will call my friend, Julie. <laughs> yeah. Cause if anybody's going to go to like rescue your ass, it's going to be me. Yeah. I just got to make this sure. This is going to be one of the scenarios where nobody fucking believes me. Oh no. I'm going to be like, <gasps> Nettie went to a cabin in the woods. And she hasn't been back in a few days, and I know something's wrong. And the park rangers are gonna be like, "No, oh nobody gosh. dies in these woods." It'll be like a combination <laughs> of our biggest fears, except there won't be sharks in the mountains. Hopefully, <laughs> there'll be something. I have a lot of fears. Like it is not just limited <laughs> to sharks. <laughs> uh. Okay, guys. So if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, if you could go ahead and give us five stars and maybe maybe review, we'd really appreciate it. Yeah. It would mean a lot to us. Yeah. And make sure to follow us on Instagram at Lawn Horror Podcast. Twitter at Lawn Horror Pod. We have a Facebook page, Lawn Horror. Check out our website, lawnhorror.com. Send us an email at lawnhorror at gmail.com. And you can also leave us a voicemail at 909-666-0159. Hey guys, never drop your weapon. And don't forget to double tap. Musical fade out. <laughs>